Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese with your hosts, Mike Bakovin, Chad Planbeck, and Stephanie Romanski. Seemed to do okay, but we're going to go check on him tomorrow. Oh. And uh, Chad said his mom wants my contact information in case uh, she can't get a hold of Chad for a couple of days. <laughs> and I said, yep, you get, you get to play in the pot. <laughs> Yay! Half <laughs> eaten by the cat. <laughs> Wait a second. Where's your <laughs> eyes? What happened to your eyes? Bad kitty. Bad kitty. Was the cat always this big? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was where we, that was where we were. But <sighs> other, other than that, we're we're doing okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other big things. It's like I t- tell him, Chad, I was doing play stuff for like three weeks, and now I'm done with that. So, how'd that go? Fine. Fine. <laughs> Typecasting. Yeah, what we were laughing about when we started was that the director had contacted me and said, listen, I'd really like you to read for this part. I think you'd be really good at it. And as we get into rehearsals, I find out the part is is, is of a sad, unsuccessful writer. Oh. <laughs> and we never explicitly spoke of it, but I'm like... <laughs> Thanks. Sad, maybe. Unsuccessful. I beg to differ. Yeah, yeah. And I was playing a 29-year-old, which which my kid thought was endlessly funny. <laughs> There's a scene where it's like, I'm 29, and my kid's like, no, you're freaking not. Shut up. Exactly. And my 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 costume was what I wear. Like, oh. they really didn't yeah. change my costume. <laughs> yeah, it saves on budget. Yeah, yeah, there was no budget. It's like, yeah, just wear jeans, whatever you're wearing. Yeah. I'm like, fine. I got to pet a baby raccoon yesterday. How? What was the circumstance the behind circumstances that? beyond that is I guess apparently one of our sales reps works like does like orphan raccoon work. Oh okay. so she says she handles like thirty or forty a year. And so no, it's like this little eyes weren't even open yet. Just this wow. itty itty bitty little baby raccoon she had it in there and it's like you kinda of walk into work and heard this like weird chittering. And <laughs> she was like walking around with it and it's like ooh, ow, ooh, ooh. and it's like it's like when well, no, you blow a hole and it's like, why not? You know, yeah. and so I, I opened my uh, my shed today in my backyard and were greeted by two possums. I love and possums. One of them just ran and the other one just stared at me. <laughs> like, was it playing possum? No, it okay. didn't fall over. It was just like, uh, what? <laughs> and I'm like, tell you what, I'm just going to take this hose and you can hang out. <laughs> you don't appear to be making a mess. Just do your thing. I do love possums. I think they're yeah. adorable, and but they are dumber than bricks. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we used to get them in our house or in our garage because they'd come in and eat cat food. Yep. yep. And I you know, caught one one time and it and it saw me and it took off. It tore off. It was trying to run out and it was heading for the door, but it missed it by like six <laughs> inches. Because they can't see. Because they can't see. Yeah. And it was like going full bore and then bam, right in the wall. <laughs> okay. And then it like, it's like, just like a cartoon. It took like four steps back, was staggering. It kind of shook its head, stepped over three steps and then went out the door. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Dumbass possum. I know. It's like yeah. mother nature. I love it. I'm like, don't don't bite me. I'm just yeah. going to take this hose yeah. and you can do your thing. And so and there's, a fa- there's like a family of mean raccoons on, on uh, Koenig Street. Because I see them once in a while when I drive home after work, like at one in the morning. And they're like, because like you drive by them and they're like crawling into the sewer opening. Yeah. But then they'll like stop and stare at you and like. Fuck you, dude! And then they'll dive in, you know, and then they're gone. 
And so I just think that's hysterical. Not rabid, just angry. Yeah, just angry. And it's like, I was here first, up yours, buddy. Yeah. So, move along, nothing to see yeah. here. Yeah. So was the concept clear enough? Do we know what we're talking about? I think so. Okay. If not, we can fake it. All right. So we probably ought to media res something else. Uh, that, no, I think we're recording. I think we should keep that all in. No, okay, we'll keep it all in. <laughs> our our uh, detailed planning process. So uh, y'all, y'all cool with that? All right. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Atomically to Cheese, where real life is called cinema. Cult cinema is frequently real life. I'm Mike. And Steph. Your lip is still bleeding. Yeah, it is. I'm just oozing blood, and it's gross, and I hate it. And I'm out of Kleenex. Just so yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, still bleeding. That's awesome. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. So I want to start off this podcast by uh, quoting a, a known philosopher uh, who went by many da- names, but most people know as LL Cool J from the movie uh, Deep Blue Sea, where he <laughs> says, like uh, I get the quote right, it's uh, uh, put your hand on a hot stove and a minute can feel like an hour. Put your hand on a hot woman and an hour feels like a minute. That was the quote. And then Michael Rappaport says something like, that's the best explanation of relativity I've ever heard. And then one of them gets eaten by a shark. So then... Was he telling it to the parrot? No, he was telling it to Michael Rappaport for some reason. And Michael Rappaport was like, yeah, that makes sense, man. Woo! Ah, shark. Chomp, chomp, chomp. So I, I uh, basically the the whole point of what we're going to talk about is is a uh, uh, length of of particularly I think we're going to focus on streaming stuff, but just movies that feel like a minute, you know, that feel, that where hours go by in a minute, and movies where uh, minutes feel like hours. But I want to tell you what put me in mind of this is uh, my wife and I watched a four hour documentary. It's called Jimmy Seville. Uh, do you know Jimmy Jim, Savile? Jimmy Savile. Do you know Savile. Jimmy Savile, uh, Steph? Oh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Okay, so here was the deal. I had no idea about him. And there's like a four-hour documentary called like British Horror and uh, yeah. Jimmy Savile. And the first one was like two hours and 15 minutes. That was nothing but setting up who Jimmy Savile was. And then the end of the two-hour and 15-minute mark was like, but he had a dark secret. And I'm like, fuck you. Get to the... What am I... What did I yep. do for two, two hours and 15 minutes? And then the second half, of course, kind of grazes into the, the despicable things that he did, which was ostensibly why I decided to watch the documentary in the first place, but really doesn't dive real deep into him, doesn't do a whole lot of things. This four-hour doc could have been an hour and 10 minutes. If you could hold in your head that Jimmy Savile was a ubiquitous entertainer with powerful friends you've cut out three hours of the damn documentary right so it got me to thinking why did they do that and then you do a little bit of research and you realize netflix wants people to basically have their eyeballs on them all the time they want four hours instead of one hour right if they can tell a story in four hours, they're going to tell a story in four hours as opposed to one hour, which, you know, economical storytelling, it just flies out the window. And it brought me back to what we were talking about, Chad, with like the Marvel TV shows on Netflix, sure. which were like 12 episodes that could have been four easily, or, yeah. you know, easily. Right. So uh, basically, let's let's start <clears throat> there with, you know, with streaming. It's like, do you mind the long stuff? Do you hate this, the long stuff? Do you, is it really dependent on what you're watching and why you're watching it? Well, or that sort let of thing? me ask you this about this Seville document. Doc, yeah. Doc, Did you watch it? I have not watched it okay. yet. And my bad is I'm very, very well, very aware of who Jimmy Savile was. Maybe for those playing at home. Yeah. I had no idea. So Jimmy Savile, like was a, he was a British entertainer, uh, top of the pops host. 
dude who um uh, he was the host on that Pop Gear movie too. Yep, Pop Gear ran uh, had had a bunch of TV shows. So basically, think Bob Hope in the forties. That was Jimmy Savile uh, to Britain in the seventies and eighties, maybe. Yep. And turns out he was a super prolific pedophile, and all of that came out after he died. He was knighted. He had you know uh, uh, opened wings of hospitals. Had a bunch of stuff named after him. And oh yeah, he was this giant, massive pedophile, and so uh, terrible, terrible dude. Anyway. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, then I'll follow this up with the documentary itself. Was was it meaty or was it fluff and repetitive? It, okay, it, it kind of straddled that line a little bit because I think when you have somebody with so much footage, they just found a lot of good stuff to prove their point so they can prove their point over and over and over and over again. Okay. Uh, but that doesn't mean it was super uninteresting. It's just when we got to the end of the first episode, I was livid. Because right. I'm like, are you going to talk about his crimes or not? You can't just like, ooh, here's it's, a cliffhanger. He was a bad, heck. <laughs> yeah, he was a bad guy. It's yeah. like, well, you know, you could have done that for half an hour, yeah. you know, and tell us how great he was. Yeah. And then, of course, I don't want to piss on the documentary too much because they do go in and like, do this extended sequence where he makes the same joke about, oh, me trial starts on Thursday, you know, yeah. when, when asked about these things. And, and he said it like 600 times and they played like 200 of them, you know. <laughs> but it was, it, when I got done with it, my big impression was, man, Jimmy Savile, what a giant creep it was. That four hours of my life could have been an hour and 10 minutes. That's what I took away from it as opposed to, and, and they talked to a couple survivors, but not that much. I mean, yeah. maybe give them a little bit more airtime as okay. opposed to me knowing everything about Jimmy Savile's career. Cause I know a lot about his career now, you know, maybe make it less about him and you know, who is and his victims. Maybe? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe make the victims a little bit more. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. But it's people like, so that's what people want to come see, I guess. I, don't, yeah, I yeah. guess that's why you were there. Right. I mean, well, I mean, it was a, it looked like an educational true crime doc. Sure. Things. It was something but I knew I'm a sucker about. for that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. So but I said, yeah, it's just being aware of him. It's like, I don't know if that's something that I would touch with a 10 foot pole because it's like, eh. I, I really knew zero coming in, <laughs> okay. which, was, which was part of the deal, you know, okay. but like, even now it's like, yeah, he was a total creep. I wish, you know, I don't feel like I know more beyond he was a prolific pedophile other than a few, you know, grisly details and how he did that, you know, using his connections and his, uh, and how he got away with it. Yeah, how he got away with it. Right. Yeah. They did They did a pretty good job of, like, describing how he got away with it. But, like, very little in terms of, like, the reaction of the public, you okay. know? It's like I'm, I'm left speculating on key questions like, so how did this break? Or how did people feel about it? Or did it, did it happen all at once? Or was this a drip, drip, drip that finally, you know, became a tsunami? You know, all these yeah. sort of things. And it's like, you know, all those things that as, you know, as a consumer with a brain in my head, I would really like to know. Sure. So anyway. Yeah. So too long, but not long enough in some well, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, definitely not comprehensive. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, and, and sometimes that's a good, it's a good thing and a bad thing sometimes too, but it's like, if, yeah. you're, if you're that interested and it's like, I want to know more mm -hmm. or it's, I'm interested in why aren't you doing more? Yeah, you know? exactly. And so, yeah. And, yeah. Well, I can yeah, tell I you can all about his that. TV shows. So, <laughs> Saw a bunch of footage of Jim will yep. fix it. And it's like, great, you know. <laughs> and, and actually, I, I, I have a guy in my office who uh, is a, a British national. And I went to talk to him about it and learned some of the answers of those questions I had. You oh, know? There you it's go. Like, so it's, like, it's not like the information wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
yeah anymore like there's certain films that i've gone and seen and it's like i think i get it but then i have to go consult the wikipedia page yeah. and it's like i shouldn't have to do that no you really shouldn't and so but unless you want thanks, to Nighthouse. <laughs> sorry steph go ahead no i was just saying that sometimes i like to consult wikipedia after i see something because okay. you know more yeah. in depth sure. than they could get in the time period they had sure. or something yeah well, what about it though? Are you like fans of the the you know the huge long <laughs> stream streaming series? Or I mean, if, if there's some fluff, do you mind? Or you're or what? asking you... this girl watching Supernatural for the yeah. fourth time? <laughs> How many seasons was Supernatural? 13, 14? 15. 15. 15. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's like look at a gold standard one then. Like, so let's say Ken Burns Civil War. Sure. Right. Okay. Right. Because I don't know how many episodes was that. Like, twelve. Um, I, it's been so long since I've said. Yeah, it, but I think that was a 12, 15 hour. Effect. But I mean, it's like in the beginning to happily ever after. Not happily ever after, but you know. <laughs> but you know, covering a lot of ground, very in depth, very extensive. You know, and it can't get that in depth, or my God, it'd be two, two, you know, two hundred twelve hours. seasons yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, seven hundred hours. But but you know, for what it did, it gives you the picture. And give you some color and give you some flavor. And so it's like at the end and it's like, wow, that was really good. And mm -hmm. I, and I feel smarter. Right. Right. Than when I first started. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that's great. But no, I, Netflix has a, a, a big problem with that because, mm -hmm. um, because the one that I thought of, and I think we've talked about it before, but it was, I think it's part, it's like, I think it might be a series called crime scene. And mm. it was talking about the vanishing at the Cecil hotel. It's about oh, that right. gal yeah, who they yeah. got the footage of her and she's like acting really weird in the elevator and then mm -hmm. they wind up finding her in the in the water tank. Yep. On top of the on top of the on top of the building. Yep, the incident that spawned a thousand YouTube videos. Right. <laughs> and but it's like four episodes and they cover the same ground over mm -hmm. and over and they you know they show that footage over and over again and they don't say anything new. They just sort of repackage it say it a different way and it's like you've already said that like yeah. 12 times and then when it's not doing that it's like all these amateur podcast true crime buffs who think they're going to solve it and they're running these people to ground who had, who are completely innocent and ruining their lives uh. because they think they're because they it's like because like for every like one michelle mcnamara you've got yeah ten thousand morons yep. let's let's yep. be blunt yep who think, you know, they're super cops or super detectives, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just like, eh, no. Yeah. Can I, can I go off on just sure. a, a smidge of a tangent? Absolutely. Uh, Shudder right now has, <coughs> has their season two of Cursed Films. Have you okay. watched those? I watched the first season. Here's the thing about the first season is I thought it was a documentary about things that happened on a movie set only to be surprised by it not being that at all. <laughs> It was like, oh, you, you know, The Exorcist was cursed, and they talked to William Friedkin, and they talked to, uh, you know, the the a uh, couple other people, and it's fifteen minutes of like, yeah, this set had some weird stuff happen, and then fifteen minutes of I'm a real exorcist. Here's me performing yeah. exorcist. Yeah. Oh, what the yeah. hell are you yeah. doing? That you was, got a yeah. rich subject matter. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like you're ostensibly what saying, are you do? yeah, what are you doing? And it's like we watched two of them and I'm like, are they all going to be like this? And we watched the second one. I'm like, yeah, they're all going to be like this. <laughs> like, damn it. Because like in the second one, they were talking about uh, the omen 
and they like then start talking about evil demon possession. I'm like, screw this, man. <laughs> it's just, you you were doing so well for yeah. 15 minutes, and then you, you don't just, need like, that big of a deep dive. No. I just want to talk about the movie. Yeah, you know? I just want to talk about the movie. Yeah. Anyway, that tangent. Yeah. No. All right. So yeah, no, no, and and to me, it's like it it that document. It's like going into was only murders in the building, mm-hmm. right? And to me, it's I like, only I love that. But it, to me, it's like, I almost wish there wasn't a murder in the building, <laughs> but I wish it was about those people who thought there was. It's kind of like the burbs. I like the burbs better when the Klopex didn't do anything. And it was just the paranoid neighbors <laughs> yeah. destroying the neighborhood. But then like the last minute, it's like, oh no, they really were cannibals mm-hmm. and they murdered all these people. Yeah. Which and, is- but yeah, yeah. And so like, that's a, to me, that's like a, a like one of the one of the worst things I ever watched was that that documentary on that poor gal because it's like you've added nothing to the conversation here. It's yeah. just fluff. You've made this that, worse. That you know that you whipped a million times. So when you made your shit souffle, it's like it got really big. But it's like it's <laughs> not. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> no matter how well nothing. cooked it is, it's, it's all it's all souffle. it's all hot air trapped <laughs> in this whatever you know. And so it's just like. Ugh. But then I also I think I watched one on Netflix. It was about like the Yorkshire Ripper, and it was fantastic. No, oh, I'd watch that. And so, um, and again, it probably says more about us than anything that we we're <laughs> watching this crap. But it's just like, and it was very good, very well made, very informative, and they caught the fucker, you know. You and go. so it's like, there you go. So well, what's the? And this this one is just like it's all speculation. So it's like that's all they can do. But it's there's only so much you can speculate on, yeah. <laughs> you know, and not. Stretch yeah. it out for four episodes. As, that's my. Uh, I hate to to quote the Todd Salons movie Happiness, but there's a uh, there's a vignette at the beginning where this terrible guy at the end uh, is talking to a student about uh, student. He sexually assaults a student, and then she writes a paper about it. And he looks at her and goes, "Very good story. It has a beginning, middle, and end." <laughs> it just made me think of that. You know, it's like, uh Anyway. Hey. All right. Well, let's let's go through. I'll tell you what. Let, let's change the topic just a second and talk about a couple movies that, uh, uh, or a couple movies or TV shows or whatever that feel like you know uh, uh, that either drag or fly, and maybe a little bit about why that is. I've got one that's sort of in the middle. Okay. Okay. Um, this is on Netflix. It's a series called Slasher. Okay. Yeah, I've okay. I've clicked on that once or twice. Okay. Never watched it. And. I was under the impression, or somehow I got the impression that it was an anthology show. Yeah. So I'm thinking creep show, each episode self-contained. And so I was sort of scrolling through the episodes, and I saw it was like last episode of season two. I thought, oh, that looks kind of interesting. And so I'll watch that. So I start watching it, and it starts with the flashback, right? And so it's like at a summer camp, someone gets killed, okay? And then it comes back, and it's X amount of years later, the group that was involved with the, the death at the summer camp has, is in some some uh, remote cabin in the middle of the winter, and half of them are dead already, <laughs> and the other four are running around, and it's like, we don't know who the killer is, nice, right? Nice, And so, and but then, as it goes on, a few more people get killed, and at some point, there is this great flashback where you see everybody else get murdered. And I'm watching this, and it's like, this is brilliant this is yeah. like a what a way to tell like a slasher movie with like right. this hyper condensed you know narrative and with the flashbacks and everything and then it gets to the end and then it's resolved and it's like holy shit that was great i'm gonna watch this whole thing 
So I go back to the first season. I watch the first episode of season one. It starts. It gets to the end of the season, the end of the first episode, and it's like, no, it goes into season. It goes into episode two. Each season is an anthology. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay, so I watched the last episode of season two and thought it was one episode. Oh, but and you understood it though, and it I understood it completely. And it was like I said, it was I do it. Watch it's like the last episode of season two. Just watch it and see what you think. Like just pretend it's like a standalone episode, like this hyper condensed slasher movie. I'll do that. It's brilliant. And it was so brilliant I didn't even watch season two. I watched the first season, I watched the third season. I think Shudder picked it up and I think there's like a couple more seasons or whatever. And it's called Slasher. It's called Slasher. I watched the the first season was like kind of based on like a true kind of case remember when the gal killed the one gal and cut her baby out and stole it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the the thing is I think it was made in Canada. It's very gory and it's got a very unrepentant mean streak in it. And I, I won't say it's bad or anything, but after I was so disappointed that I was like because that I thought that other one was so brilliant and it's like it's stretched out over I think like I think it's eight episodes or whatever. Yeah. And the same actors kind of show up in the same in the same I'm a fan of that. Like, take, okay. take yeah. a troop and yeah. do an anthology yeah. with it. Yeah. Basically, yeah, or like each, you know, the same actors show up in each season. And then the second season was like Summer Camp Massacre. And then the third season was sort of a Kenny Genovese thing, you know, the oh, gal. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And so, um, and again, it's like, it, it, it wasn't terrible by any stretch. And it, any, and even as like streaming shows go, it didn't feel that stretched out. Mm-hmm. But again, it just, it goes back to the, the first, the first experience. And it's like, this is brilliant, you know, but then it's like, oh, Uh, (laughs) i gotta watch eight episodes to get the whole story when i really didn't you really didn't and i really didn't and it was and at that point the 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 first episode of season one it's like i almost said screw it i'm gonna watch the last episode of that season and i'm gonna watch the last episode (laughs) of the third season and then just see if it works and did it i didn't but i I thought no i'll just let's let's see where because it was kind of kind of had a hook and so it's like well let's see where this goes what a fantastic metaphor for streaming content. Right? Right? <laughs> and so, and it's like, yeah, it's like, like, with the, like we took the circle back to those Marvel shows. I swear to God, it's like you watch the first episode and the last episode. And that's like, yeah. Yep. That's and, and that's just, that's just sad. But again, I, I would recommend the series. I really would because it, again, I, it, I thought it was pretty well made. And, uh, but it's just like, but I'm telling you, if you do it, watch that episode eight all by itself just mm-hmm. to, just as an experiment, yeah, I'm gonna to, do it. to see if I'm crazy because it's like this is awesome, and but it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so no, nope. <laughs> so like I said, I thought it was like creep show. I thought each episode mm-hmm. was self-contained. It was like no, each season is self-contained, and so and so. But like I said, I'll probably darn get, because I was like doing a little research on it, and it's like oh, there's two more seasons, but it's on Shutter. It's like I'll probably track it down and watch them because I I yeah. enjoyed the first three. Yeah. Well. The first one and three, and then the last episode of two. <laughs> so, uh, so that's my that's my in between one. Okay, I like it. Okay. I like it. So, Steph, do you have anything that drags for you? Anything that flies? Anything that uh, that fits? Well, because we're kind of all over the place, so feel free to take this where you want. <laughs> I have a couple things, but mostly they're things that um, that fly by despite how long they sound. You know, like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, James Michener and his book Centennial. Oh, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. How, how like, long is that book? The book is like as thick as my hand, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. it's big and it, it covers from prehistoric times to the 1970s of Colorado. <laughs> wow. And um, 
Is it is it fiction, nonfiction? It, it's it's fiction. Historical fiction. Historical, Historical fiction, fiction. Cool. yeah. Yeah. But anyway, they made it into a mini series as well in the late seventies. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it too, and it made me want to read the book. <laughs> yeah. As well as T V events. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the T V guide. Yeah. Um Ah, oh, the monoculture. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm sad now. We're old. <laughs> Continuous so, so you look at this book, you read the back of it, and you're like, Jesus Christ, it covers from prehistoric times <laughs> to the 1970s? Oh my God, that's going to, you know, and that, but it doesn't, it it, it works. <laughs> it just works. And, and the miniseries is just as good, yeah. good. <laughs> you know, as the book. What's it called again? Centennial. 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 Huh. Cool. Yeah. All um, right. Well, I just finished on uh, on Hulu, and I'm not going to use it for the recommendation uh, setting, but something about the energy of this thing kind of struck me as as appropriate, and also uh, uh, the way that they told it. Did either of you guys watch Pam and Tommy? No. no. Okay, it's the, the story of the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape, and the thing that's cool about it is it's eight episodes, which is significant. And like some of those episodes are an hour long, again, significant, but it's done by the people who did I, Tanya. So it's oh, told yeah. in kind of that really that kind of I love. That kinetic way. So all of them have energy and they, each episode is like a certain point of view. And some of them are wildly disparate from the other ones. So the second episode, for example, is the perspective of Pam and Tommy falling in love and like doing this crazy Mexico meetup wedding that ends with a bit of magical realism where Tommy Lee's penis talks to him, which is voiced by Jason Manzukis. <laughs> and it's like, where are we? What are we doing? And then later, an entire episode is all about uh, Pamela Anderson's deposition uh, in a lawsuit where she has to go line by line over the uh, over the tape. And just get grilled and destroyed by this this um, lawyer, and it's just heartbreaking to watch. And it's just the complete antithesis of this other thing. So you've got this very wide variety. You've also got uh, Seth Rogen acting, which is you know a, a rare thing. And it's it's just got a lot of variety in it. And so even though it was eight out, you know, close to eight hours, I was never bored for a second because you never quite knew. Every time you came into it, it's like, okay, where are we now in this story? Because we could be anywhere, you know, and, and I found that really uh, fascinating way to tell the story. Um, you know, even, you know, one, one episode follows the mob connections through all this because it totally got uh, deep throated or behind the green door, you know, where they just, where they tried, but then, you know, the internet of it took over and it became ubiquitous mm -hmm. and people didn't quite understand how that was going to work <laughs> or all the rest of it. And it was just, it was any time I thought, oh shit, this is going to get exploitive and I don't like it, it redeemed itself by coming at it from a different angle. And I thought that was very cool. Oh, yeah. And so the whole thing seemed very short, <clears throat> even though it was actually quite a commitment for me. Okay. You know, and, and at the end of the day, I recommend it, even though some of the episodes, when you're done watching it, are like, ooh, this was, you know, this made me feel a little icky. Yeah. But it really is considering all sides. And I thought that was cool. Did you watch Yellow Jackets? No, but I would like to. Okay. Uh, I don't have Showtime. No, I got. Like I did like a free week of Showtime yeah. on on uh, on the Fire Stick, and um, it's it's really good. And but 
because uh, it's it's told in like a, a like set in like now and then also we flash back to the the gist of the series is a uh, girl soccer team crashes in the right, middle right. of nowhere mm-hmm. Canada. There's they through like bad luck and, and sabotage. They're not found for like a year and a half, and some unspeakable, horrible things happen. Yeah, it gets all the Lady there. of the Flies. Right, right, right. Yeah. Really, Lord of the Flies. And then where you're set in modern times, there's like, we've only meet like four or five survivors, and they've never t- t- spoken about what happened. But then someone's starting to try to blackmail them on what really yeah, happened. Yeah. And it's really good. But then, because you're kind of sucked in, it's very well acted, and it's like, where are this headed and you think you're headed for a resolution, but then all of a sudden, nope. And then they bring in this like plot twist from out of nowhere in like the last 30 seconds of, of the first season. Oh no. To hook you into like season two. Uh, and it's just like, again, it's like, fuck you. You tell know, me a story. Tell, yeah. And it's like, give me a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. You know? And it was like the same thing happened with, what was it? Lock and key. Oh yeah. I heard um, that. And heard that went poorly. And like, it was like, it was really good. And then the last like two minutes of the, of the season, it's like, no, no, you, this is what you thought would happen, even when you saw it, like, this is what really happened, so we can set up, you know, no, this is really the bad guy, let's do it, it's like, no, 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 I'm done, I'm done, and, and so, like, that was, that was the end of that, so, like, I never went back to that one, Yeah. but it's like, I'll probably come back for Yellow Jackets, because I just, the acting's really good, and I kind of like the characters, mm-hmm. and, and, but, but it's just like, what, and there's not even a hint of, you know, what, what, what's coming, and it's just, like, completely out of the blue, That's and, too bad. And it's like, it's not quite Moldavian Massacre. Right, 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 right. right. Or who killed Glenn or whatever, that kind of thing. But it's just like, it's such a disappointment. You know, and it's just like, oh, really? Man. And you didn't didn't need it. Because, you know, I was, and I would have come back. Because I was like, I just want to, I want to know how this continues. But it's like, what is this crap? And 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 I don't want to piss on a lot of writers, but like, how hard is it? to reset and tell a different story like right. if, if lock and key hadn't been like okay let's continue this same story how hard would it have been to tell a story yeah. and then tell another story in another season you yeah. know I'm, I'm sure maybe that wasn't their edict or maybe yeah. that wasn't you know there are a hundred things that could have do you do you think some of that is it's like i don't know if we're going to get more than a season mm. and so we kind of write for one thing and then it's like quite if possible. this does happen and then oh shit we gotta we gotta throw something together fast or it's like maybe plan a little more for that inevitability and kind of maybe have two different endings yeah maybe <laughs> for your season know. i don't know maybe just so it just mm-hmm. feels so duct taped on at the end you know yeah yeah but it, it, you pick a nits on this on this stuff, yeah, but yeah, it's just totally. like uh it like makes me bananas <laughs> that's what i like about um harlan coben's series on netflix beginning middle and end beginning middle and end it's it's eight hours you know so it's a time commitment too but yep. it's it's one story based on one book and you know and then it's done there's no season two yeah you know but there's another harlan coben one of a different book you know so. right it's kind of like the reacher you know yeah. beginning middle end of this tale but the character can move on and have another adventure exactly yeah. and so it yeah i yeah i don't know it's it's weird yeah and so all right, you got any other uh, pieces of media you'd like to mention in this discussion? Uh, I think I talked again. It's funny to talk about it again, but it was like one of the best documentaries I've seen in like the last five years was that Sasquatch documentary. Yeah. It's only three episodes, and each episode sort of has a theme as it's moving through. And again, it's a beginning, middle, and end. 
where it starts out as like, oh, the happy hippies growing weed up in the mountains and everything. And, oh, is Bigfoot real? And then it's like takes, you know, the mythological, mythological, mythologizing of both things and just shredding it. Yeah. And at the end, it's like, no, these these hippies were cutthroat and killing each other. And Bigfoot's not real. You know, <laughs> and, and so I just, I just just love it. And it's like, that's how to do it, you know, yeah. Yeah. and someone take notes. And so, but. Well, when we when we came up with this topic, the first thing I thought of was Steph and her love for uh, all things Tolkien on screen. You know, it's like those movies. Damn it, you know, Mike! That's what I was going to talk about. <laughs> oh, hey, no, sorry, sorry. talk about a segue. Here we go. Woohoo! It's nice to know I'm predictable like that, though. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's like I I know you love those. So. Yeah, I do, and, and I I love the the original trilogy too. It's like the Hobbits are, are you know that they they stretch a little bit, but you. Know, it's less subject matter too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a plausible stretch, you know? I yeah, think. totally. But yeah, I can watch the extendeds and feel like, you know, no time has gone by whatsoever. It's, it's great. Uh, and I'll always love those books. Yeah. Those movies. <laughs> well, that, and- I get that a lot though. Sorry. I get, like there's some films, like I said, it just breeze like three, you know, two and a half hour, three hour breezes by. That mm-hmm. was great. And there's other films that I'll watch. It's like two hours. It's like, boy, that could lose twenty minutes. But it's like I'm damned if I could tell you where. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then other times it's like, why is this so long? You know. But <laughs> I guess you know to each their own. I guess. But yeah. Just stuff that like, you give up on. Hmm. Let's see. It's the last movie I quit watching. I think the last movie I, honest to God, didn't finish was uh, Brian De Palma's Femme Fatale, and that might have been like 20 years ago. Okay. 15 years ago when I tried to watch that and was just like, this is garbage, I don't want to finish it. I think, I've, I... In my old age, I've fallen asleep during movies. I mean, there's lots of times where I've sort of like, I, I, tend to, I tend to tune out a lot. You know, and it's like, like to the point, it's like whenever I start a movie, it's like I'll go put my phone on the stairs yeah. and then go back and sit down and watch. So I ain't sticking my nose in my goddamn phone at the time. It's like, pay attention. And so, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk. I'm gonna, it's one of my recommendations. I won't say the movie is, but the last film I went to, there was only two of us in the matinee. <laughs> and halfway through it, the one guy got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do watch the movie, You'll know the scene when you see it when he left and why he didn't come. You're going to recommend X, aren't you? Yeah, we'll get Spoilers. there. Spoilers! We'll get there. So, but yeah, so. I watched it too. It's very good. <laughs> Yay! Anyway, so, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, God, like that. I don't, I think the only movie I ever we'll walked there. out I walked out on was uh, TriStar Zilla. That's the only movie I've ever walked out on. Yeah, the, uh, the 1998. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or was it with a spirit? We went and saw that. We didn't. We stuck it out. We to stuck the it out. End of that we were movie. the only two left. Yeah. <laughs> we started with like eighteen people in the theater, and by the time it was done, there were six. <laughs> no, I think it was just us. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I remember it. Uh-huh. That movie That's was bad. So, that That's was bad. such a bad movie. You ever seen the Spirit stuff? No. Yeah, it's uh, it's it bad. Flummoxingly bad. <laughs> Like, how did this happen? How Samuel could, L. Jackson is how, in this. I know. It's like all these, all this talent. And it's like, oh. It's like, how could they keep making all the wrong decisions? It's like, you, you're almost actually rooting for it to keep fucking up after a while. Because <laughs> it's like, no, don't do anything good. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
Oh God. Yeah. So, but yeah, I and Frank Miller never directed oh, another movie. Sorry, Frank. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Sometimes I wonder what the world would be like if Frank Miller hadn't gotten mugged twice. <laughs> Think about it, won't you? Thank you. All right. <laughs> Batman would be a lot more fun and goofy. Right, I'll tell you that much, right. anyway. So you know, I, it's, yeah, it's like you know, um, they look good and bad and ugly, extremely long, but good God, totally. Oh worth yeah, it. yeah, flies right by. You know, um, some of this superhero stuff, it's like it doesn't need to be this long. Mm-hmm. You know, it really doesn't. Even like Endgame or whatever, did it have to be this long? Eh, maybe, mm-hmm. but again, it's like, what do you cut out? I have no idea. Yep. So but, cool. All right. Well, we will. Uh, I don't think we've solved anything, but we will come back. We will come back. With <laughs> oh my God, we're a Netflix documentary. <laughs> we talked for thirty minutes and said nothing. <laughs> that was my secret plan all along. Uh, so, dun dun dun. So we will come back after the guitar noise with some recommendations, and we will be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. back we're going to do some recommendations where we're going to talk about uh, things that have inspired us over the past however long uh, it's been so uh who wants to go first who's got a good one i'm not sure that i do <laughs> beep beep why don't you is go that you ahead, oh turn, yeah, turn your phone off sorry. be a professional sorry. okay well we sort of hinted at it before i did go see x in the theater uh, T. West's latest horror film, and I thought it was fan damn tastic. You know what? Uh, is it T. West? T. West, yes. T. West. I didn't know that. I was saying Ty all this time. Or T. Um, could be. I could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the first movie of his that I've liked. Okay. <laughs> because House of the Devil drove me nuts. Oh, I love The Innkeepers. <laughs> okay, yeah, The Innkeepers was okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, House of the Devil was like we were just talking about long movies. It's like that movie felt interminable to me, and it didn't didn't ratchet up the tension very yeah. much and then at the end it's like the last 10 minutes are oh yeah naked old people something yeah the devil. Fine, well, okay whatever he's it kind of you feel a little sorry for him in a in a m night Shyamalan sense where you know he was like he's the next spielberg you know yeah and he was supposed to be the savior of horror t west was there for a hot minute but you know and i i just solid filmmaker and i just like from the concept on down and the only the only question question I the question was some of the uh, uh, soundtrack noises. It was like the porn. Yeah. The X yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like what are you you know the 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 sound of a so so tell what what X is about. X is about a an entrepreneuring uh, strip club owner down in Texas decided that he's going to make a porno movie for the the burgeoning home video market. Right. And he winds up basically at the Sawyer House from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and but it gets. Because I was talking to somebody about it, and it's like, non-obnoxious, transgressive horror is not dead. 
Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the the gist of the movie is not about it's about sex and um, about because it's a it's a it's a porno wrapped in a horror film about getting old. Yeah. And yeah, and um, and this old couple. Oh, I don't want to get too spoilery. You know, the old couple who own the farmhouse. I don't know the the the, the wife is is a bit a bit of a looney tune, and that kind of leads up to some stuff, and then you know, and then the bodies start falling, and um, and again, not to spoil anything, but yeah, it was just, and then the kind of a twist at the end, a little bit too that worked, I thought was yep, really great, I did too. and the more people should have saw it. I don't know if it's still in theaters, probably not by the time this broadcast, but you know, it's like you missed it, and it, it was really streaming. good. It hit streaming pretty good. I yeah. saw it pretty quick. I saw it in my house. Okay. So uh, it was available to rent, and I rented it. And yeah. It was like this is, this is pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah you, the, you know the, the scene when the guy walked out? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no artful way to talk about it either. Right. So I'm right. not gonna... again. It's like, I don't want. I don't want to spoil too much on it yet because it's a it's a righteous film that deserves deserves you know not to have anything really spoiled. But highly recommend it. Go see it. It was great. Yep. Okay. X was pretty good. Yep. Okay. And then I got uh, uh, a documentary. Uh, the documentary on the Go-Go's. Oh, where's this? This is on, it's on, it's also on Showtime. Okay. And uh, love that band. Had the hugest crush on Gina Shot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, great music. And it's one of these things that you kind of learn some stuff too, because I sort of knew they kind of came out of the LA punk scene, but like not that deep. And yeah. so it was just like punk on pop. And um, how the you know the drummer almost died, and the drugs and everything, and the money fights, and they they, keep, they broke up, but then they got back together. This is the best part about the doc. It's like we hate each other, we hate each other. It's like, eh, he said, screw it, and guys got back together because yeah. they just they like each other, and yeah. they're still touring. And I highly recommend. I think it's streaming on YouTube. It's like a 2001 concert in Central Park for the nice. girls. It is fantastic. And on that same note, that led me to Gina Shock has a book out called Made in Hollywood which is basically kind of an oral history and photo documentary of the rise and fall and the rebirth of the go-go's cool. And cause like she took photos through the whole, through the whole thing. And so I highly recommend that too. And then can, also, can I uh, jump yeah, in real ahead. quick? Yep. So they, they, uh, you saw kids in the hall are getting another season. Yes. And they're also, I saw do- the preview. It looks great. Yeah. They're also doing a documentary on Amazon prime, uh, about them. And Dave Foley said something that I thought was very, uh, a reminiscent of that, but also just like very wise. And he said, I can't think of a more despicable, awful group of men that I had to spend 40 years loving. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> I love that so much. It's like, what a great way to put it. You know, it's yeah. like, I know like, like a they're all bastards and I yeah, love them. I know you know? a while back I saw like one of the, it's like a reunion show that they did and it was great. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I saw that they were doing that. It's like, yes. And then I saw the preview and it's like, oh, thank Yay! God. I can't wait to see this. Yep. Bring and me so, more kids in the hall. Anyway, right, that reminded right. me of that. It's like, they hate each other. They hate each other. No, we don't. Yeah. No, we don't. And also, like, on this preview show time. So it's like, the reason that I got it is because I wanted to watch the series, um, I'm Dying Up Here. Mm-hmm. About, it's kind of based on, like, stand-up in the 70s in LA. The oh, comedy cool. store. Yeah. The was sort of a surrogate for uh, Mitzi, uh, Mitzi Shore and everything. Right, 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 right. But then also, and then that led me to, there's also an awesome documentary about the comedy store on Showtime, too. And it just gets fascinating, especially when you get into the, the comedian strike. You know, huh. and it just, it just gets, cause, cause you know, she wasn't, she wouldn't pay him. Yeah. She, so, she was a, a great age. Interesting. Interesting lady. Yeah. I understand it. Yeah. And so I said, and, and it's just fascinating. Just like the birth of that scene, how it developed 
and how, you know, like the pipeline from them to Carson. And again, now it's all podcasts. Yeah, it is. And now it's like, instead of getting on Carson, you got to get on the Joe Rogan podcast. It's like, <laughs> oh, God save us. But um, I saw a thing the other day that had Joe Rogan um, and it had like uh, uh, 1958 to 2022. And of course, he's not dead. But yeah. then it said, uh, I'm not saying Joe Rogan's dead. I'm just saying we all need to do our own research and come to our own conclusions. <laughs> Like the funniest thing I saw on Joe Rogan was uh was the old Mad TV Fear Factor skit. The guy who played Stuart, that guy mm-hmm. doing Joe Rogan is fucking hysterical. Yeah. So yep. But uh anyway. I, I yeah. I I know I um Joe Rogan is like whatever again. It's like do your own research and come to your own conclusions. It's just just like Svengali or Svengali yeah. out there. And it's like just I, just I, use your brain. My favorite description of Joe Rogan I ever heard is he's the smartest kid in summer school. There you go. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. Cool. All right, Steph, what do you got? Well, I had something, and then I think I just remembered that we talked about it, or I, I talked about it on the last podcast. <laughs> so um, I got nothing. Nothing. I regale us with stories of supernatural that because you're. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my comfort show right now. That's, that's all. I just. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not really like you guys and that I just, you know, played Netflix roulette to see what I'm going to watch, you know? I mean, you know, and to, to Shannon's, you know, detriment, she, she gets stuck watching Supernatural too. My Netflix roulette is really sad because it's mostly just scrolling around and then getting out and then just going to Hulu and watching Bob's Burgers again. Hey, Bob's yeah. Burgers. The movie comes out in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, I know. It looks great. The, the, uh, the opening to that trailer was like, oh, God. Oh no! Oh no! 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 <laughs> like I said, there's just certain lines in that show. Just oh god, just crack me up. But, uh, yeah, that's no, a I, good comfort show. It's nice and it short is. too. I, I come, I've come to the conclusion that it's an animated version of a Muppet. Yeah, they're all Muppets. Oh, yeah. I've said this before, but the thing I love about Bob's Burgers is that they never win, but they never really lose either. Yeah. You know, it's always like some oh, sort it's of like yeah. it's not like screenplay one hundred and one. It's like always like maintain, like reestablish the status quo at the end. It's yeah, yeah. And yeah. Other, that, that's not some of the greatest movies ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, did you see Steph that uh, Jansen Ackles is going to direct an episode of Walker Texas Ranger? Yeah, I think it aired last night. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. I missed it. Yeah. Did what? Is this was... Chuck Norris? No, uh, Jared Padalecki, uh, the other half of Supernatural, is is rebooting Walker, Texas Ranger on CBS. Oh. Yeah. It was um, supposedly <laughs> full of Supernatural references, and Kansas, the band, performed Keep Calm, or always, what's that song? Wayward Son. Wayward yeah. Son. Carry on my yeah. wayward son. Carry <laughs> Thank on my <laughs> Yeah. Oh, break the eight track. Anyway, yep. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it, from what I saw I on the interwebs, um it was a lackluster show. And, oh. <laughs> and uh, new again. Wow. Yeah. I I'll tell you what, have um Haley Joel Osment saying there and just bra- saying out of nowhere that he has AIDS or get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. Walker says I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes of a stranger are upon me. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh God. That show. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got, I've got two. I've got two things. 
one of them is uh, uh, every time Karina Longworth comes back with a, a new season of You Must Remember This, I Am a Happy Guy. And when she uh, uh, announced that it's going to be about 80s erotic thrillers, I was a super happy guy. Oh, my God, this is the best. Yep. And she spent a whole episode on um, Bo Derek's career. Oh, God. Okay, and, sure. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> I had no idea. And just some of the stuff. That Bolero is, is a total mindfuck of a movie. You ever, you ever watched that? I've never watched it, but okay. after listening to that podcast, yeah. I want to. Well, kind of, yeah. even though it's supposed to have like a 14-year-old naked Olivia de Havilland in yeah. it. Or, or, yeah, or, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, you fast forward. The other bit is that I or like, pause if you're Jimmy Savile. Bo Derek was a was a yeah. <laughs> too soon. Uh, Bo Derek was a child bride and like on the yeah, run. John Derek. John yeah. Derek's another interesting. Yeah. Dude. Oh God, just some of the stuff I had no doubt about or no idea about, and then like how her career kind of fizzled, and uh, uh, she'll say something like, "With the exception of a lead role in Tommy Boy, she never acted again." <laughs> like, oh my God, that's so. Anyway, it's. Uh, she's that's currently i think she's got three episodes out right now and i'd highly recommend i'm, to I'm trying to remember the plot of bolero because it's like the bullfighter gets his uh -huh. pee injured and then she yep. has to nurse him back to yep. uh yes sexual health sexual yeah <laughs> that's a good word that's it that's <laughs> it and uh like, yeah. was that in 10 and god what well i've never was? seen 10 either it's a blind spot for me yeah and so when they were describing it, I'm like, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it it just sounds kind of amazing. Yeah, uh, the way the way they kind of made it sound, they played a bunch of clips and because yeah, because it's the thing of her running down the beach to Bolero. Right, right, right. That's because that's like an indelible thing from the eighties. Indelible. <laughs> Jesus, learned to talk. Indelible. <laughs> Eleven so, benevolent. That's elements. great. I remember because like we've sadly lost Gilbert Godfrey here. Yes, but, like, and actually that was uh, going to be another part of my recommendation because because. Because I remember it was like one of these things like Twitter gets glitchy because like somewhere someone was talking about how her and Gilbert were going to do something because and then they're going to talk about Lon Chaney Jr. Because she, apparently she hates Lon Chaney Jr. Really? And Gilbert, of course, loves Lon Chaney Yeah, Jr. because Gilbert took all his podcasts somehow back to Universal Monsters. Right. I don't know yeah, how that it, it was Attack of the Clausal, Amazing Clausal Podcast or whatever. Yeah. Which was a fun listen. Um, but yeah, but it's one of these things that's like, so what is it? And then all of a sudden, Twitter updated and it was gone. And it's like, where did it go? You know. And so I never found out what it was, or if it, or if it was just some bullshit that someone had. You know. I so. don't know. Twitter fed me when Gilbert Gottfried died an episode of the Amazing Colossal Podcast where he and Kirk Hammett from Metallica, who of course has spent millions of yeah. dollars on on old horror yeah, it's paraphernalia, in, it's impressive. go right into it. And I listened to that podcast and oh, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. One yep. of the one of the best parts of my week last week, aside from losing Gilbert Godfrey, which yeah. was terrible, was listening to the It's that. like him and like Joey Ramone or just like I think it was Joey. And Joey died in like the early But no, like Joey was like big into like horror memorabilia too. Oh was he? And so yeah, and it's just it's just crazy. And yeah. So. And then I've got one more recommendation. Steph, hmm. I did not come across a, a show that reminded me of anyone as strongly as this show reminded me of you. I think you would love this show. Have you watched Our Flag Means Death yet? No, but... <laughs> I cannot I recommend heard... it strongly enough for you. Yeah. It's on Max, right? Yeah. Okay. You would love this show. Yeah, it's it's, uh... it's all over Tumblr. I mean, it's yeah. all... There's gifts, there's everything. Yeah, Please I plan on watching it. Yeah, Taika Waititi, um, it, it's kind of his his pirate thing. And the basic gist of it, and I'm going to 
lightly, lightly spoil it because you you will pick this up in the first episode. But it's like, what if uh, a, a an effeminate gay aristocrat decided to become a pirate? And that's that's the plot. And the short answer is it doesn't go real well. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like in the in the first episode, he uh, kind of accidentally kind of not murders a guy and then spends two episodes afterward crying about it. Yeah. because he, he doesn't I remember work. I remember seeing the preview for that. And it reminded me like this documentary I just saw called I think it's like Finding Peter Sellers. Mm. Where Peter Sellers was in this pirate movie and his his, his obnoxious behavior basically sunk the production really? and it was basically the director chasing peter sellers ghost to, to like try huh. to find out why he acted the way he did and why the production went completely sideways i think i saw that on i think i was on criterion but huh. it's really and I, when i saw the preview for that it just immediately brought to mind that yeah and so yeah. it's like okay and yeah. uh the the other thing that i i think it was just fantastic was at some point okay so there is a uh uh two gay men in the thing start a uh, start a flirtation and then that flirtation comes to fruition what? and it just struck me as i'm watching it, it's like i don't think i've ever seen this before where it's like okay they're obviously coded as gay and it's like oh well they'll come out of a bedroom at one point it's like no it's a full-on romance and i'm like I haven't seen this before. How did it? How did it take so long for this to happen? I've seen it a million times in straight relationships, and there's a gay relationship that actually comes to fruition. It's not like explicit or anything. Okay, but I'm like, holy shit! There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like good for you, fellas. There you go. Yeah. So it's like I, I really think you would like the show, and it's also not a huge commitment. Each it's like eight episodes, and each episode's a half hour. Okay, it's like four hours. I'm gonna. I got. I just like. I have a couple more. And did you ever see Licorice Pizza? No, I. I need to. I need to catch up. Okay, I. I finally watched it, and I know it sort of had. I think there was a big furor over some anti-Oriental stuff. And the thing is, it's like they're right. And the the thing Mm. is, it's like it was sort of set up, and like the payoff of the joke for it is like for that, you know. And it's like it just it wasn't. But but it's like that's like 30 seconds in the whole thing, you know, and I thought the movie was really good, but it reminds me. Cause like, I'm also watching uh, showtime. The, the oh, Lakers yeah, thing. We're watching that too. I've, I, I've got an off mic thing to okay. ask you about. Okay. That. Anyway, but anyway, you know, John C. Riley is a national treasure. Cause he's, he's the best great part in that. Of that show. And the thing that is like, the thing that I got most excited about during licorice pizza is he shows up as Herman Munster in costume for like three seconds oh, at the one thing because it's like great. it's him and Lily and it's like he's talking it's like it's John C. Ryan that's cool. <laughs> in the in the whole Frankenstein getup I thought that was great that's cool but no I said and Showtime's like so far so good on that but yeah but because yeah, I I like the fourth wall breaking or whatever I like the fourth uh, wall breaking I think it's a little sexual for no reason other than it's, it's HBO it's guess, like oh yeah. let's let's uh, oh we don't have boobs this half yeah. hour quick throw some boobs in there I know? love that was it my favorite I don't you got to the point where. Uh, Magic Johnson could yeah, have signed up with Nike. Yeah. And he didn't. And, and the guy's like, five billion dollars. <laughs> no, the guy uh, like, looks at the camera. He still regrets he it. He regrets it. <laughs> anyway. So, so, anyway, long story short, Steph, you would love this show. It would improve okay. your quality of life. Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's definitely, it's, it's, I've seen Boys. some things. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. So much to watch. I don't know what to do. I, I know. know. Anyway, so cool. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode, but we appreciate you listening. If you have thoughts on anything that we talked about today, <laughs> uh, let us know. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another podcast. See Netflix, this isn't that hard. Thanks for listening. been listening to the atomic weight of cheese where cult cinema is real life and real life is frequently cult cinema you can visit our website at theatomicweightofcheese.com follow us on twitter at a w o c podcast see us on facebook at facebook.com slash atomic weight of cheese or shoot us an email at atomic weight of cheese at gmail.com we love your feedback